This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You're listening to Goodfellas Minute 7. <laughs> I know I'd go from rags to riches If you would only say you care Hey, and welcome to Goodfellas Minute, the only podcast in the world that analyzes the Martin Scorsese classic film Goodfellas one wonderful minute at a time. My name is Ron Richards, and with me is Josh Flanagan. Hello. And Connor Kilpatrick. How you doing? I'm doing all right. 
So this minning, minute, minning, this inning, this minute picks, <laughs> picks up where we left off, where uh, Henry's dad is ominously asking him about school, and the minute ends with a visit to the post office. <laughs> <laughs> and so, it's interesting, this, this, is a, this is a disturbing minute, because almost more than half of it is a beating. More than, well, no, almost a third of it is a freeze frame. True. Yeah, but that's that, that middle makes, of feeding. Yeah, that makes our job really easy. Now, I wanna I wanna bring a thing up here because what we have here is there's a lot of possible drinking games <laughs> with this movie. <laughs> okay. But uh, this one, this is of the, the Irishman would think of that. Yeah, I this know. This is the first time um, that a character looks away just before he looks back. <laughs> Because he's about to do something horrible. <laughs> and, and here's the thing. Here's the thing about that. This scene, this scene is chilling because I've gotten this beating. Admittedly, not with a belt or that badly, but I've, I have been in, uh, made a big mistake. And my father is, I've gotten that look and he'll look to the left and then look at you. <laughs> and then, and then timing the beating, the, the first hit with the law, with the saying, he's like, it says you haven't been to school in months. Pause. In months, as he hits him, that's a real fucking thing in the Italian world. <laughs> it's horrifying. You're supposed to talk about this. <laughs> I feel uncomfortable now. I do. Uh, but but the look away, which I normally think of as a De Niro thing. No, it's a, it's a, it's an Italian thing. Yeah, yeah. But I'm telling boy, you, my, my, guy, both my parents did that when I was growing up. Both my mother and my father. And more importantly, I don't know that Bo Star, the actor... <laughs> Is Italian all the more impressive? He's just really good. It's the thing about it is you're so mad, you're so incensed, you can't believe you're in this moment, and really, it's like it's the boiling over moment. It's like it's almost as if they they know that shit's gonna hit the fan, and I need to take a minute. And nope, I can't deal with it. I gotta beat him. See, I see it as <laughs> you might know better than me, but I see it as he looks over, and it's as if somebody imaginary imaginary is there, and he's going. Can you believe this? There's a little smirk. There's no, like, it's not. It's not even that. It's not. I. I. Well, maybe, I mean, I. You see it that way. I don't see it that way. I think it's the kind of thing where I'm so disgusted I can't look at you for a second, and I'm going to try to look away because I don't want to do what I know I'm about to do. All right. Yeah. That's Either how. That's way. my. That's my interpretation. Uh, so. Drink. <laughs> so that's my point. Oh man, the the, so. the 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 timing of the hit with the in months. That's what got me. So Henry Henry's catching a beating from his dad because they find out his parents find out he has not been going to school in months because a letter comes from his school. And so the as Henry reports to to Tootie, I can no longer work here because I I've, I've gotten beaten by my dad. I can't I have to go back to school. So Tootie decides the best way to handle this is to just well, find out the mailman, find out their mailman, and talk to this mailman. Well, well, it's funny. Slow down, slow down. Slow down because one. Slow down. So you got the freeze frame of the dad hitting him with the belt, and what is That's great good. is is his mother's free freeze frame was the first one yeah exactly but what's great in that freeze frame and oh, what's great the in the whole scene is henry's mother trying to stop his father yeah right because this it's is completely inefficiently it's just chaos it is just yeah exactly like and this is really real i mean like this is a real you know like that, that's you know kind of that, that kind of thing and what i like is that when tootie's reaction is like you're gonna fuck everything up tootie <laughs> Tootie could care less about Henry's welfare. Yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> that was the first. That's my. That's my note. He doesn't care. Yep. Uh, and then, but also like the timing of of that. I mean, first of all, you've got the unfreeze. Yep. Which yep. is great. Yeah. Because you are watching that moment hang there in time, which is probably viscerally what that feels like. Yep. Like that slow motion of the arm going back, the yep. you know, the, before the recoil, and then it you see, you see it let go, yep. uh, and then you're watching it from a low angle. Yeah. 
You're watching. You're, it from you're, the you're in that victim position. Yeah, you're the yeah. kid. You're seeing him above you. Um, and, and and then you, they they cut to Henry's face like that in a completely blank shot. Basically, behind him is is there's there's nothing there. It's just that sort of wall. You know, he's got that on his face, and you're just looking at that like a mug shot, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, what's interesting it, also is that the voiceover does sort of contrasts the, with the terror of the moment. Is that he's like, sure. yeah, you, you catch a beating sometimes. Yeah, well, and that's, that, that, that's, and that's the, another cla- and that's another great classic line, which is like, which sums up a lot of what he's doing. Is like the way I figure it. Everybody's got to take a beating once in a while. You know? but, and, and he even reads it so. Bl- everybody's yeah. got to take a beating. So, like it's yeah. just, it's a fact. This, yeah. this is what you're looking at, viewer at home. It's not as big of a deal as you think it is, <laughs> but it is. Yeah. Um, um, and then yeah, Tootie's to, the, the look. The look. I mean, the cut from Henry with the black eye, and then it cuts to Tootie, and it looks like you just told Tootie the bulldog died. Like he's got, <laughs> he's got, he's got a look. Like he's glassy eyes. He just, he just doesn't understand. He's like, you're gonna fuck everything up. You go, I need this, you know. And so Henry goes, well, I'm. Look at me. If if my dad catches me again, he's gonna kill me. I gotta go to school. And then Tootie just, without a second, gets up and goes, okay, we'll take care of this. And it cuts and to wait. Yeah. And then the dog is sitting there like a person. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you stay here and watch the store. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, the key moment here. Yep, yep, exactly. <laughs> and so uh, they cut to a shot of the uh, the post uh, the U.S. Post Office on Pitkin Avenue, um, which is actually in reality uh, uh, filmed also in Queens, just down the block from the real cab stand. And today it's actually a, a Hermes International Movers. So uh, that's Hermes. Hermes. Greek. Uh, story is a largely a Greek neighborhood now. Yep. Um, and, and this brings, uh, Connor, I, I think your point uh, is completely valid. So if you'd like to get to it now uh, about about Tootie's solution. Well, it just seems like maybe talk to the ma- mailman first before abducting him. And then we'll, we'll get to more about that in the next. A, in the a next federal minute. employee. Yeah. yeah. So, so, they, so Henry's mailmen are walking out. And he's like, nope, nope. Yeah, that's the guy. <laughs> You, and and then, also, uh, like, you see how Tony, confident Henry is? He's like, yes. that's him. There's no, yep. like, sheepishness. Yep. He's loving it. He loves t- the power in it. And Tony Stax grabs the mailman along with the other guy. And uh, the other guy, we'll get to what happens next. Whoever the next. he is. This guy's day wasn't bad enough. <laughs> he he's doing his job. He's doing his job well. <laughs> and I'm thinking, you know, I thought citizens weren't supposed to get involved. Taxpayers weren't supposed yeah. to get involved. Yep. And you're calling him names, too. Yeah. Oh, but but uh, uh, Tony Sirico or Tony Stack when this way he's like excuse one minute you know like excuse us you know like <laughs> but then immediately yeah immediately they're all nice and then they grab them and throw them in the car like scumbag that's what he calls them <laughs> and he didn't do anything <laughs> <laughs> all right, just, that's the next minute that's I hope he's minute. I hope he's gonna minute. be okay oh man <laughs> so this is this is a short minute because fully a third of it was a freeze frame so we have anything else for this minute uh, the song at the end uh, yes. Yep. Uh, the song at the end, uh, Hearts of Stone. <laughs> Every time I read one of these titles out juxtaposed with the image, I'm like, oh, yeah. Nope. That's about Tootie Guy. <laughs> By Otis know. Williams and the Charms, a uh, doo-wop band from Cincinnati. Song released in 1954. hit number one in the R&B charts for nine weeks. These were big songs. <laughs> they were. <laughs> That's a big, big song. <laughs> Uh, and it's in, and you know, there's probably it's probably the song's like a trigger trigger warning for for people out there who suffer child abuse <laughs> or mailmen. <laughs> mailmen, mailmen hate this song. <laughs> Turn that off. 
<laughs> Bulldogs love this song. Oh, it's when they get <laughs> that, put in that was the day they got to run the store. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Remember <laughs> that? That was great. Anything else on the minute? I got oh, nothing. Uh, I, I got more. I got more tomorrow, though. Oh. But what I do have is we have our first bit of listener mail, don't we, Ron? We, we got email from uh, from the audience, didn't we? Yes, we do. Very <laughs> special email, as I recall. So uh, this email comes in from my dad, <laughs> who I had no idea was listening. And well, uh, this ten is years going to be a thing, isn't it? Ten years of podcasting, never listened to a minute. <laughs> All of a sudden, we do this movie. My entire family's uh, like downloading it as quickly as possible. So uh, no, but in all reality, uh, my dad wrote in uh, with two notes. Uh, first, the note on episode one, where if you remember, after the credits, we see the shot of Henry's car driving down the parkway, yes. and we see a very clear shot of the license plate. Yes. Uh, well, apparently they got the license plate wrong. Um, the 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 title card said the movie said that shot took place in 1970, mm-hmm. and um, according to my dad, and he sent photographic proof as well uh, <laughs> that the license plate was the wrong color. It was the old yellow and black license plate in the movie when it should have been the old blue and yellow New York license plate. Connor, if you remember those, um, and the number on the license plate is three C dash seven two eight five, and that was incorrect at that time. Uh, the numbers were a four-digit number followed by two letters that denoted what county you came from. So it should have the license plate should have ended in K for Kings County if he was uh, had registered the car in Brooklyn. So uh, a little wow. inaccuracy there, uh, and I have a feeling that we're going to hear from my dad about uh, automobile-related inaccuracies <laughs> moving forward as well. So um, wow, yeah, I, don't, so, I have no yeah. idea where where any of that was transferred to you. No, none of that was transferred to me. I don't know. He well, my dad was an old gearhead, so he's got all the he, you know. Oh no, the, car stuff you're not pedantic it. at all about things. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. That's well. Don't, but even, that, don't but, even worry about it. But that's a question. How important is the accuracy of 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 set dressing and props like that when it comes to the, like the fact that the license plate is the wrong color? Is that important it's in only, a film or not? You know? It's only important to people who know. Yeah. Okay. And if, and so you do the math. You go well. How many people is this going to wreck it for? And it's going to take them out of them. And they went. Well, there's only going to be a few pedantic gearheads out there. And maybe someday in 35 years or 25 it's not, years, it's not like they open the trunk up and then uh, Jimmy piloted a drone into and shot Billy Bass with it. Something really anachronistic. Yeah. It's fairly subtle. Right. I mean, really... well, I like. I, I'm a fan of accuracy, and I can. I can. Listen, I respect it. So. You're telling me this. I'm. I've learned that there are mistakes in the movie. I'm not quitting the show. <laughs> Oh, no, Wait, hold on, Josh. Don't make any statements until we hear the second one. Well, yeah. So the, se- the so the second one is actually as close to a well actually as it comes. Um, and he uh, he wrote in about episode five, uh, which was titled "Chewing Your Ear," and uh, that came from uh, if you recall, we were we were saying after the little tussle with Tootie and the other mobsters, and Tootie goes "Chewing Your Ear." Uh, my dad points out that it's actually not "Chewing Your Ear." He says that if you listen closely, when they the mobsters first arrive, someone refers to someone as Hey Junior to acknowledge Tootie. And then after the scuffle and Paulie comes out and stares at him, uh, Tootie, and I'm quoting my father exactly, quote, Tootie did the well-known gesture, grabbing his crotch with one hand and exclaiming, Hey Junior, here. He says, which is the more formal way of expressing that would have been, Hey Junior, right here, I got this for you. And then he ended the email with a smiley face. <laughs> so... Now, I have two, two points. Okay. First is, can we get a source on this? <laughs> well, that's the thing. I feel like he's fairly accurate. I well, mean, he came from that. It's area. fine. That just it feel, it's very like he like he was that was he standing? 
Well, it's, well, the thing is, is that I played it back several times, and I, I, I'll be honest, he has a, I could hear it. I hear, I hear, you know, like I can oh, see sure. his point. I don't I, not believe it. I like, I like chewing your ear better. <laughs> Where did your dad grow up, Ron? Uh, he grew up in Jamaica, Queens. He grew up actually right. He actually grew up right by the airport. Uh, he grew he up. Would to, know. He would know so, what yes. the insult in the fifties was. So that was like a Italian insult. Yeah, he grew up in the he grew up in the Rosedale area of Jamaica. So I guess I guess they said, "Hey, Junior, right here." Josh, what was your other point? Under what occasion would one use the more formal version? Well, like at a dinner party. <laughs> like a dinner, like if you were in, in, like a state I mean, dinner. They're all in suits, so it's fairly formal. Well, like if you're, if you're dining at the in the with the president, right, or a head of state of some sort, then you use the formal greeting. Well, he does he does grab his crotch in the scene. I did go back and verify that he definitely does grab it. So that's good. Yeah. So I don't know if we really want to criticize my father too much. If you remember earlier in this episode, I don't. <laughs> I don't at all. In month. In oh, months. Sure. In months. And you could be like my dad and write us in and correct us if you want. Just email us at contact.goodfellowsminute.com. All right. Well, that's, that sums up uh, minute number seven. Uh, I need to go in the fetal position in the corner now. Uh, tune in tomorrow for minute number eight. Uh, until then, you can, you can follow us on Twitter at GoodfellowsMin, or you can head over to Facebook or Instagram at GoodfellowsMinute, and you can find all the past episodes uh, as well as all the other information about the show at our website at goodfellowsminute.com. Uh, until next time, I'm Ron. I'm Connor. I'm Josh, and I am 100% doing De Niro look to the side face behind the mic. Or will I go from a rags to return? My fate is up.